cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbin of WebmasterRadio.fm. I'd like to... uh, introduce you formally to my fabulous new co-host who you got to listen to last week Jian Wee of PR Web. He is uh, he's smart, he's savvy and uh, I'm very proud to have him as my co-host Welcome Jian. Well it's a pleasure to be here Brandy and um, I definitely enjoyed uh, last week's show and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, this week's show and, and kind of moving forward here. I'm, I'm certainly glad you're on <laughs> you're joining me this week I am so glad. I'm, I was so jealous. I was so jealous of you last week. I was so excited. I'm like, I've got a great, you know, like that's one thing I'm so excited about. I love our partnership with BR Web. And, you know, I've had David McGinnis and Joe Belaurier. And now, you know, you as my co-host. So, you know, we're knocking the, we're going to knock the cover off the ball and make sure that everyone is armed with the best possible information so that they can maximize all of their PR efforts to all of their publics. <sighs> so, how are you, Gian? I'm doing. I'm doing great. Uh, this this time of the year is always a little hectic with uh, end of quarter and, um, and a lot of conferences coming up. As, as you well know, the next couple months are always <laughs> a little hectic. Absolutely. Um, but you know, this is like this is great. This is like a nice break in the week uh, for me um, to kind of get away from some of those day to day things and and uh, you know. It's an opportunity to sit back and see what other people are doing, and I'm I'm definitely excited about uh, about uh, who we have on today. And let me ask you, how's your week going? My week is going fabulous. I have to say, we're in sunny South Florida. I've got a trip to New York. Uh, you know, we're the official radio slash podcast network for Search Marketing Expo. So uh, yep. we have terrific things going on here. And what can I say? Not a cloud in the sky. Great. So it's a, I wish I could say the same thing uh, about the weather here, but I can't. But um, I'm definitely I'm going to be over at SMX next week too, so I'm looking forward to catching up with you in person. Yay! Me too. Me too. We have on a really interesting guest who I I don't believe that I've met before, but really seems to align um, with our methodology here. His name is Gordon um, Rudow. He's a chief executive officer for Bonfire Communication. And uh, he's a recognized expert on organizational communications and strategy implementation. He's a passionate keynote speaker, workshop leader, and consultant with deep experience in internal communications, branding, employee engagement, and organizational change. He has a wide range of global companies covering a myriad of different industry sectors, including Starbucks, Gentech, Oracle, Banana Republics, and Harris Entertainment, which I have to say I've done business with all of them. So uh, it's very self-indulgent for me to have him on, and I love. <laughs> well, and I love the fact too that Banana Republic, um, from a woman's perspective, you know, usually builds everything a size larger, so you get to feel smaller. Um, <laughs> I'm like, there's a size four in me somewhere. Thank you, Banana Republic. Um, 
you know, and, and he's all about, you know, he believes a conversation has the power to move people. So uh, this is all about moving everyone on to future and further success. And um, we're going to take a very quick commercial break and we'll bring back our, or bring on, I should say, our featured guest for today, Gordon Rudow. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. Had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more? Huh? I see you working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM and... They will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. On WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cover Story. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin. I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Jian Wee. And our featured guest today is Gordon Rudow, Chief Executive Officer of Bonfire Communication. Welcome, Gordon. Good to be here, Brandy. Good. Glad to join the love fest that you folks are having over there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, but it, you know, it's interesting. It is. It is all about the love fest. I mean, in you, you believe in the power of conversation. I do, deeply, and I think there is a, a 
connection between conversation and love if we want to actually go in that direction. But uh, <laughs> we'll steer this any way that you'd like to, Brandy. Yeah, well, you know, you never know what direction I'm going to take things. So, you know, you better hold on for the ride. I am ready. Good for you. Good <laughs> for you. So let's talk, um, you know, a little bit. I mean, because you're deeply entrenched. You're, you're really an, an unusual firm in your approach and the fact that you have um, clients in almost every industry across the board. So can we talk about, you know, you've been in the industry for a while, how, how you started to develop the approach that you have with your clients and why you believe that approach to be the most effective? Sure. Um, and I'll, I'll take you a quick tour uh, through history. I've been doing this work for about 15 years and in the mid-90s, if you remember, there was a tremendous amount of work around technology implementations, ERP, CRM, uh, tons of industry consolidation around mergers and acquisitions. And I worked with a lot of these large companies. They spent an extraordinary amount of money and time on figuring out the vision or figuring out the strategy. Um, but there were anywhere between a couple thousand and maybe a hundred thousand employees in these institutions. Um, that maybe got a quick little newsletter about it or an email from the CEO. And when I saw just millions of dollars spent on the strategic planning and very little spent on engaging the enormous amount of people that were uh, involved with or needing to be involved with the execution of these plans, uh, I saw a big business opportunity. I saw a real gap in the way that corporations were thinking about strategy and you see a lot more conversation today around execution and around implementation. Um, but communications is uh, what we believe the primary lever in this. So no matter what kind of business it is in any industry, um, they are dealing with changes and new strategies or new executives with new visions. And you know, how do you engage your employees? How do you get them to understand, to care about, or believe in um, these new designs, these new concepts? So that's where we began, and, and we're seeing tons of traction around it. That's terrific. Yeah. So really to have them be like frontline evangelists, so to speak. Absolutely. I mean, if, if they're not, then it's never going to happen in the marketplace. And with more and more kind of transparency between what happens inside of the organization and what the consumers actually see, it's critical that they're evangelists. Let me, let me interject really quick. I'm, I'm kind of curious why you're talking about this concept of uh, employees becoming evangelists. Because I think more and more we're actually seeing situations where employees are kind of going off and they're creating a Facebook profile or a MySpace profile or blogging, and in some cases, kind of publicly creating content around their companies um, in the absence of you know their company's communications department's awareness. And and are, are you starting to implement more of kind of a social media approach or you know creating social media protocols around the internal strategies that you guys are, are planning and implementing? Well, you're, you're touching on one of the critical issues today. Um, and I mentioned this transparency. So there, there's very little um, blockage today between, again, what consumers see and what happens inside the employee experience. And it, and it could be blogs. It could be their Facebook accounts. It could be them at, at cocktail parties. It, there's more and more channels for those messages to get out. So social media protocol is a piece of it, and, and we're dealing with social media strategies for most of our clients today, um, but it's just one piece of it. And if you don't get their leaders and their managers engaging them in the dialogue, um, to your point, if there's an absence from the corporate communications department, if there's a vacuum of information, 
they're going to fill it up with something. And they're probably not going to fill it up with what you want them to. So we're trying to create more and more leadership and management alignment around what the story is and specifically what the story is in relationship to what the employees care about. And that's that's kind of Bonfire's unique point of view around this. We call it audience centricity or building empathetic muscle in organizations, mm-hmm. but this idea that all of the corporate messages are really built in uh, in context of not only what the business needs and what the business strategies are, what the benefits or vision is, but in through the filter of what the employees care about and what their concerns are. So, so just to differentiate, you know, I mean, I've heard a lot of firms or a lot of corporations coming up with internal policies and saying, okay, well, this is our policy about blogging. This is our policy about Facebook. And you're, what you're saying, if I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, is that there's a deeper level, which is more about kind of the corporate culture and the way people communicate internally, the strategic vision of the company, and the social media component should flow out of that. Absolutely. Again, if we're just going to tell employees what to do and policies are just going to be a new framework for giving them rules of the road and and kind of protocol, um, I don't think that's going to change the culture. I don't think that's going to change the dialogue. If anything, we rebel against rules. Yay. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm with you. I'm I'm, I'm a big, like, I have issues with authority. Yeah, and the other piece of it, if you look at IBM's strategy, and I I was not on that project, but I I heard um, the guy who runs social media um, for IBM, and they had a very fascinating strategy. It was not about putting protocols in place. As a matter of fact, they knew IBMers were going to um, blog out in the blogosphere about any number of issues. So they just kind of watched and saw what that conversation was and got leaders and managers engaged in that dialogue and said, here's what you guys are describing, here's what we're trying to do, and allow that just to filter itself out to eventually there was a a very free enterprise around communications that became more and more aligned to the vision because they were actually living the culture. They were affirming the right beliefs and behaviors inside and, again, not just putting up guardrails. You know, interesting because we we actually were having a, a conversation internally at our company and you know I had asked we had had this conversation I asked everyone even though they have quote unquote their job description to write you know sort of like their job you know their dream job description within the realm of reality and you know people sort of rebelled a little bit against and said yo you know you know management should be telling us what we should do but at the end of the day it's interesting to get your you know like all of the employees together to see where they think they could potentially go in the company, where what they perceive the company to be, and then empowering them to achieve everything that you know they personally want as well as the company. Because when you feel like you have a part of ownership of, of, of a company or a project or a methodology, you know, enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm, and that's going to resonate in the industry as well as in the company. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Uh, I think that's incredibly articulate, Brandy, and if you do want to get out of the FM business at some point and looking for a campaign manager job or campaign director of my company, you, you <laughs> let me know. You, you have your, your hands around this work quite well. Um, the way that we look at it is, is really the spirit of co-creation, mm-hmm. and we believe that most human beings have given a clear picture of where we want them to go and a detailed understanding of where they are today, that we typically can fill in that picture in a more effective way than executives 
um, in a different location or without that kind of on-the-ground purview can. So if we can create a discussion inside of the organization mm-hmm. that's continually framing, here's where we're going and here's where we are today, here's some of the behaviors that are working, here's what's not working, and allow that kind of um, course navigation to happen in the hands of employees, then we're probably going to have a more precise pathway towards that goal. So yeah, there's more and more efforts these days, and if you read all the literature on employee engagement, it's steering itself to engagement in a, in a more directional way giving them a, a clear sense of a vision or strategy and then allowing them to co-create with you mm-hmm. what the best path is. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm looking here at your, your client service model and you have three phases, you know, which is interesting. And some of it, you know, like the first one is, you know, f- from a management standpoint, oh my God, it seems pseudo sort of arduous, but yet very important. Can you walk us through those three phases? So are you on our web looking at the strategy, design, and execution phases? Um, I am actually looking at a printout that my producer handed me. Um, Although I love your website, I must say. I'm all about that whole, you know, bonfire before the big game, everyone unite and knock the cover off the ball, so to speak. Um, But I'm looking at your underneath methodology. It says our client service model. It says, you know, strategy and development, design and development, and then implementation and learning. So I'm happy to talk about those, and and, uh, we can dive into the details. I, I don't find those labels to be all that novel. Almost every consulting firm or web implementation firm has some sort of version of those three phases. But I think what we do inside of those phases has some sort of uniqueness, so I'm happy to dive into it. Um, and as I mentioned in the, in the first phase, we filter everything through the audience, and we believe that if you don't speak to their fundamental concerns, if you don't understand their concerns first and foremost, but if you don't speak to those concerns, then anything that you have to say um, is kind of over their heads. Um, they're not listening. So if you have uh, an ability to, to talk about your strategy, talk about their vision in the context of what they care about, then you'll have so much more attention. So we spend a lot of time in that strategy phase diagnosing audience concerns. And like many PR professionals or marketing professionals, we're able to do um, a variety of different research methods to go in and to attack the issue of concerns and really get from an empathetic perspective, not just uh, on the surface level what they will tell you in a survey or anecdotally. But what's beneath those concerns? What are the fundamental fears, desires, dreams, belief sets? Um, so we distill that. And what we try to do with our executive clients is ground them in mm-hmm. that understanding in a way that they might not have before. Well, it's hard, I think. You know, it's hard to see the forest through the trees. So it's nice when you can have a professional who can come in and, and help ground you. That is true. Um, we're seeing that. <laughs> all the time with our clients and right. they're moving so fast and they're dealing with so much struggle and most of our clients are, are public companies and when you're dealing with quarter by quarter growth and especially inside of this economy how much attention can you really spend to your stakeholders concerns and and what they care about it's difficult and i'm not saying that they're they're not trying or doing a good job some some are doing exceptional jobs but it's very difficult so it is good to have the outsider come in. The other, the other piece about it is how you do that kind of discovery work is meaningful and how you look at it. Um, so our worldview, or it's certainly a big piece of our worldview around that, 
really comes from an energetic type of model, um, kind of what an acupuncturist would look through rather than a Western doctor. Uh-huh. When we're re- reading the pulses of an organization in the way that an acupuncturist would read pulses on a wrist, we're, we're, we're looking for what is the health and vitality of the system. We're looking about where is the, the energy flowing, where is it blocked, where is it abundant. We're, we look for inside of the kind of super highway of information that goes around an organization, um, you know, what needs to be specifically addressed rather than kind of do chemotherapy on the whole system. God. How can we be much more precise in our, in our implementation? So, that make so sense? We're, we're talking, this sounds like a, kind of a holistic approach to to public relations, almost like a therapeutic approach. But, uh, but it, you're opening a lot of questions um, that I think I, I want to get to, but I think we're going to need to break really quickly for, uh, for commercials right here. So we'll be right back with Cover Story and our featured guest, Gordon Rudow. Stick around. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on localpages.com. Localpages.com. And what if I wanted a business number in Miami? Localpages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with localpages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. Localpages.com. List your business on localpages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. Localpages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with referback.com. They've shown me how to referback.com show me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash referback gives you free banners mailers even your own personal account manager oh can they help me make money off my blog too absolutely your websites your blogs they can all be making you money you can even earn 50 percent commission on your first month put some into your website just visit referback.com the whoring of Facebook for promotional purposes continues with the WebmasterRadio.fm Facebook fan page. Join our fans by clicking the Facebook logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage and keep up to date with all the latest. Become a fan on Facebook. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back again uh, to Cover Story. I'm very excited. This is my first show with Jian Wee of PR Web, my new co-host, and our very special, really, really like him, uh, featured guest today, who is Gordon Rudow, Chief Executive Officer of Bonfire Communications. And uh, we're talking about understanding your corporate culture, empowering uh, empowering your employees to, you know, truly be evangelists for your organization, help build that culture, and obviously, you know, gain market share, and then, of course, world domination. But <laughs> <laughs> so, Gordon, before before we left off, uh, I love this analogy of uh, kind of an acupuncturist coming in and helping clear the the channels of energy and, and creating this this kind of positive flow of energy through conversation and relationship and, and the PR practitioner in me is like, yeah, 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 this is great relationships and internal communication. But the marketer in me is like, well, what are the results? You know, I mean, are you able to actually go in and show kind of results at whether they be revenue, whether they be oh, we lost whether the they be from Oh, Gian. Yeah. We just technology just happened. I think we uh, I think we just lost Gordon so let's do this maybe he didn't like my question you know, no, no, <laughs> he did because he's got some. He's got some really great case studies that he can back up your question. Your right. question was posed so beautifully too. So, um, you know, and and it's very interesting this conversation because what I think we're hearing again and again and again is, you know, first of all, you have the web, and as an employee of a company, whether it's personal or professional, you know, it, once you create a dialogue that goes out on the web. It's there. So it's interesting to be able to see how that, you know, how that dialogue is measurable, you know, and the case studies behind it. So I do believe we have um, the fabulous Mr. Gordon Rudo back. um, And perhaps you can repose your question to him, please. Well, I... First of all, let me just let me just make sure you, you weren't hanging up because you didn't like my question there, Gord. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> sorry. It was a little technical problem with my headset, clearly. Um, okay. Well, I was really kind of just getting to what are the results that you guys are looking at? I know in your uh, kind of mission statement, in your philosophy, you talk about connecting hearts and minds, shifting thinking and behavior, and turning strategy into bottom-line results. And it's those results I'm really interested in, because I guess at the end of the day, when you're going to the, the executives in the C-suite, that's probably what they want to see more than anything. It is. And at the end of the day, um, most business metrics go back to human beings doing some new behavior differently, right, uh, or doing some behavior differently. So at the end of the day, if you look at um, a, a metric around speed to market or closing a merger um, within three months versus a year or the adoption of a technology or process, these things have huge ROI to them. But at the end of the day, again, somebody's got to do something differently. So when you're dealing with the human behavior aspects inside of the organization, um, you have to get, again, one level deeper to my earlier point around the energy. You know, Mm -hmm. if there is a mobilization or complacency or anger or pessimism or resistance, there is some degree of energetic that you need to um, 
to at least deal with and dissolve or have some conversation to understand where that comes from so that we can get people to see that this new technology that we're implementing is going to make their lives better as well as the bottom line or have this new vision with this new executive um, where it has uh, today maybe some distrust issues opening up the dialogue that creates trust. So it's all about the bottom line. At the end of the day, we read uh, business plan after business plan that articulates some results, but very rarely do they talk about what are the behavioral shifts necessary for the organization. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's interesting, too, because I think with, with any company, you know, you, you, you come up with a great concept, and every concept is sort of a work in progress, and it's never exactly what you think it's going to be. And from a management perspective, to be able to go in and do that litmus test so that everyone is on the same page, I think is very important. And I agree with what you're saying. You know, you don't need to go in with chemo, do a little acupuncture, or line everyone's chi. <laughs> but it's, it's funny you say the word chi when I was, uh, geez, I don't even want to say my age. In the, in the very, no, say very it. You'll early 90s, <laughs> out of college when I first started this work, I was so taken, um, I was studying some shiatsu and some kind of energetic work, and I was beginning to do uh, organization development or change management consulting with some of my colleague friends, and just found this tremendous uh, relationship between organizational success and chi, and the whole idea of energy flow. So I, I did my first public workshop in 1993, I think, on organizational shiatsu Mm -hmm. and talked about how the flow of chi is either going to help an organization meet its goals or be blocked from ego or be blocked from resistance, uh, any number of different blockages. Um, But I I was speaking about these topics before I I really understood them, and I've spent the last 15 years really just trying to understand them. Uh, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, which I, th- which first of all, I, I think that's very, very interesting, and you know, to me, you know, you've worked with a ton of heritage brands and a lot of companies that are up and coming, and, and they've gained a lot of market share. How how do you go ahead and get some of these like marquee clients with, and, and I and I know that you've got your results and you've got a, a tremendous, uh, you know, bevy of, of clients. But how do you go in and close these people with sort of like, you're speaking my language, so what you say resonates with me, but how do you get these companies to buy off on bringing you on? Because it takes a bit of commitment from their end, because you can't really promise them anything unless they actually cooperate with you. We do use our case studies over and over again because we've gotten tremendous results on things like reducing turnover or increasing internal hires or speed to market or innovation, some things that are very meaningful to executives. Those are the types of things that, that we talk about. And at this stage, uh, we have uh, virtually a case study for any, any type of project, whether it's a merger and acquisition situation or a decentralization or a process change, a supply chain, um, a career development issue, a change in the employer brand or a new, we've, we've dealt with um, virtually every, and of course there's going to be more and more issues that come up over time. But we have just 
incredible case studies, great clients that, that provide referrals for us. And we have long-term accounts. When we've been with uh, companies like Genentech for 10 years now and watched them go from you know a tiny little research operation to uh, one of the highest market caps in biotech. Good for you. Um, That's a marriage. It is a marriage. <laughs> and... and uh, it's interesting that you use that term. Uh, you and I probably think about this work in a similar way. Um, when you look at what marriages succeed or fail on, it's often communications. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Gian's got a question. Um, so, Gian? Yeah, um, I, know we're, I know we're kind of running short on time, but I, I, I just wanted to make sure I got this one out there because when, when I knew we would be talking to you, I went and Googled bonfire communications. is kind of... This is, a, this is a habit. And I went on, and um, under there, what's noteworthy about you? You're listed on the Inc. 5000, fastest-growing private companies in America, by the way. Congratulations. But under what's noteworthy, speaking of Genentech, um, they mention events like online strategy games and reality TV shows as part of the programs you led there. And when I'm thinking about this particular brand and I'm thinking about these practices, I'm like, how, how does this work? I mean, how do you do, you know, how do you use a program like a reality TV show when we're talking about a company like Genentech? Uh, it, it, one of the reasons why we are unique in, in our field, if you look at change management, uh, I think we're one of the, the newest, freshest perspectives on how to do change management um, from this kind of strategy implementation and creative communications perspective and we're we're a full service design agency where we we make beautiful things we do set design and we make animations and music and all of those types of tools but we really do look at it from an OD perspective of what's going to move people and in, in that company if you look at the reality TV show concept they were dealing with at that point in time innovation being their kind of unique core competency. They, they called it market making, and market making is kind of going into a, a therapeutic area and having a novel approach to that area and meeting that, that new area's need in an innovative way. So innovation was, for many people in the company, something that marketing did, not something that they found distribution could do or promotions could do or technology or finance, different functions in the organization also need to wrestle with the idea of innovation. So we created a reality show backdrop for experiential learning where um, based on like The Apprentice and American Idol, mm. we, we had teams set up with uh, storyboard artists and given assignments late in the afternoon that were due the next morning that they needed to storyboard an innovation concept for different areas of the company that wasn't doing innovation uh, in the way that people thought about it. So we gave them these dozen or so different areas of the company and what innovation could look like in any of those areas. And they were to, for a new drug that was coming out, develop the most innovative concept to pitch with their storyboard artist in front of the executive team of the company the following morning. And it was shot on, on video and had a nice set design and the whole backdrop. And we had the audience vote on what the best ideas were. And when you have 150 people who don't necessarily do innovation work um, in a room working in this creative fashion, looking at parts of the company that they don't typically get to look at, um, they brought more new ideas to the table than that particular therapeutic leader knew what to deal with. And he had a tremendous amount of, of new concepts that he applied directly. So 
so after that happened, we created an online game for innovation to be done uh, in the hallway, where you can touch onto a kiosk touch screen and give ideas to the company and create just new avenues for innovation to filter in where, again, an administrator or someone in promotions could be given ideas that could be sales ideas or um, strategic concepts for operations, any number of things. And uh, we're doing these kinds of reality show concepts for sales competitions, for, for sales teams, for product marketing uh, teams, and uh, for different areas of the company. And, and we're finding that this more creative and pop culture-oriented sensibility is resonating with people today. Right. This, you know, I mean, it's fascinating, some of the programs you guys have implemented. And I, I, quite frankly, I haven't ever heard anything like that in, uh, in my experience. Which is, um, but at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, the resources required to put some of these programs on are probably quite significant. And so I guess what my final question is for you is, you know, is internal communications just for large or mid-market, you know, companies who can afford those types of programs? Or, I mean, are there anything, what are the things that companies, you know, the, the small mom-and-pop shops below $5 million in revenue or so, or even below $1 million in revenue, what are the types of things that those guys can do to kind of start thinking about internal communications in a similar vein? Um, well, a couple thoughts on that. One, as much as set design and music and uh, kind of working with a dozen storyboard artists sounds like it could cost a lot of money. There's many ways to approach a program like that that we've done with nonprofits. Uh, I'm on a board of a nonprofit organization called New Ways to Work, and we ran a very similar uh, reality show uh, innovation program for them last year. Um, for literally pennies on the dollar kind of a program compared to what we do for executives. Um, it, less bells and whistles, but appropriately so. So there, even the big kind of programs, you can scale down and conceptually meet the same requirements, um, but again, less bells and whistles. But the other answer, uh, we've been teaching our audience-centric approach to small and mid-sized companies for years. Uh, I've been traveling uh, with the Entrepreneurs Organization, for example, and talking to CEOs of companies uh, uh, anywhere from a million dollars to a hundred million dollars. And in India last year, in, in Germany the year before, and we also work with government agencies and nonprofits here in the States, uh, where these concepts, this kind of audience-centric way of thinking, this energetic or acupuncture-oriented approach, mm -hmm. this way of building empathetic muscle with leaders to be more in tune with audience concerns, or even some of the programs, the way of doing creative communications and using design and really bringing design to the forefront, um, you can do uh, on lower budget. So uh, the same principles can work for small companies. Terrific. You know, we have unfortunately, Gordon, run, actually, we haven't run out of time. We have gone over time. Um, I think we've just barely scratched the surface with all of the fabulous knowledge that, uh, that that you have to offer our listening audience. I would love to have you back again. I'd be happy to. This was fun, and it, I, I really enjoy speaking with the two of you. You, you have a great uh, way of thinking about this stuff, so you Thank let you. me know. As do you. So in conclusion, everyone, I think the interesting thing is, you know, everything in, in, everything in life, PR and in life, is about communications and relationships and enrolling people whether it be you know your internal public or your external public especially today you know with the web you know being able to enroll um, 
you know, your potential client base or your client base to help solidify and strengthen the foundation of who you are, internal and external. So uh, thank you again, Gordon Rudolph, for uh, participating in this uh, um, cover story. And Gian, I'm so excited to have you on board. I'm excited to be here. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. And we're going to continue to have fun. Fun, money, and uh, a lot of health and happiness. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin and Gian. We of PR Web will be back next week with Cover Story.